I'm Coach Seb, and this is Running New Mexico. All right, joining me today, I have Sam Sanchez. He is a uh, graduated from Robertson High School, my high school we ran together. Uh, ran for New Mexico Highlands University, has done 17 marathons at this point, still running, um, and you know I'm just grateful to have you here, so thanks. Thank you, Seba. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we graduated together, and so I know, you know a little bit of your story, but you know, what brought you into running? Okay. Um, yeah, so I think thinking back, you know, that many years ago, I didn't really um, know much about running. You know, in middle school, um, I, I was, uh, I, I liked to play basketball. So I was, uh, you know, on the basketball team through sixth through eighth grade. And then, um, you know, so my exposure to running was basically just, you know, in basketball and more of the, uh, the suicide type of running. So that was more torture. So when I thought about running, it was like, man, I don't want to be a runner kind of thing. But when I got to high school, my friend Joey actually wanted to go out for track. So he he asked me if I would do that. And I didn't really know much about like distance running. From my understanding, track was more like hurdles and, you know, sprinting, sprinting kind of thing. But, um, you know, I was like, wasn't going to do hurdles and I wasn't fast enough to do sprinting. So um, we, we went out for the distance team and, um, you know, it was it was quite a learning experience because um, I didn't really know how to race or any anything like that. So, yeah, I just basically went out with a friend and, you know, continued running throughout the throughout the year. And as the season went on, you know, we got more experience with running and stuff like that. So and you ended up, uh, you know, running pretty well that that freshman year just kind of out of nowhere uh-huh. i remember the uh it was our district meet and they could only designate so many people for varsity and they had put you down for jv and you finished second i believe at the meet which would have put you at which would have qualified you for state but because they had put you in as jv you weren't able to go yeah yeah, and I believe um, what happened was, um, so our coach, there was a, there was two guys from Los Alamos that were, you know, expected to go one and two, and they had already qualified by time, so they basically um, didn't didn't run the race in the two mile, and then that's what happened. I ended up taking second uh, in in the race, and that would have put me as a qualifier. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. But you ended up having, you know, even though it started off like not knowing and then you had this opportunity that kind of got taken away, you ended up having a, you know, pretty good high school career. Like, when did you, I guess, first, after not knowing what it was, when did you decide like, oh, I should join cross country? Or when did you even figure out what cross country was? Yeah. Yeah. So after uh, freshman year in track, because I didn't run uh, cross country my freshman year, um, you know, it was just the natural thing, go out for cross country um, but again, it was a brand new thing for me. I remember uh, our first race was out at Hemis and, um, you know, running in training in Las Vegas. Um, our typical training was, you know, go run through town or, you know, sometimes we would get out on the hills um, and then uh, just going out 
Tehemiz was a totally different, uh, you know, type of running. So getting up in the mountains and stuff like that was, was really fun. And that's kind of how I fell in love with cross country, just uh, being out there. And then, um, yeah, and then our coach, he started, um, I remember he, he would take us out on the bus out to like Los Dispensas, uh, Sebastian Canyon, those types of places, which, you know, you get to really enjoy the, you know, the outdoors running. So it was really exciting to do that. I, oh man, Las Dispensas was my first uh-huh. run in cross country and it killed me. That final hill that comes up. Oh yeah. And the first time I didn't even know about it, like I was just like, oh, that hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And then right after that, that hill, then you have that long stretch till the highway. And I just remember always being like, you know, completely done. And then you see the bus so far away and you just have to keep going and going. But <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was killer. Yeah. And then, you know, you talk about Sebastian Canyon. I mean, that was. I mean, it, like you said, it's absolutely beautiful. It was amazing to run to run there, but I mean, you're climbing. You know, there there are some steep hills in there. That is that is work for sure. Yeah, I was actually in Las Vegas. I think back in May, and I I drove out there, and I was like, I'm gonna go for a run up here, and it was it brought back a lot of the good memories, but a lot of the pain as well, because it you know that's still a tough place to run. No, I mean, some of the places we had that were just, you know, it, it always, I always kind of laughed a little bit during track when we'd run out and, and do Victory Hill, you know, that was, that was a tough one, but, you know, it was nothing like going from, you know, like it's Sebastian Canyon or running, you know, from Montezuma up, you know, up that way, up in those hills, like for, I think it was like four miles uphill. Yeah. Like, there's nothing that that can compare to that. Yeah. <laughs> those were just those were those were tough. Yeah, those are tough runs. Uh, do you? Yeah. Do you? Uh, do you have a favorite run that we used to do back then? Um, I, I think Sebastian Canyon was probably my favorite. That was probably the most challenging. And then I, I remember as a team, it was always kind of like, uh, you know, we'd always push each other running up there. And then, you know, it's all, it's kind of shaded with all the tall trees on the sides and, and stuff. So I, I always enjoyed doing that run. Yeah, that was a good one. Do you remember when we uh, we ran up Hermit's Peak when, that one time? I do. That, that was fun. That one, that... it was tough. And I remember getting to that point where all there's the rocks and we couldn't really run up, but it was, it was a really fun run to do together. It was just so different. And like you said, I mean, with all these other places we went to and we only did this, you know, one time, I think it was even like a summer run and it was just, it always stands out because of how, you know, different it was from everything else. And normally it's like, Oh, that's our hiking trail or yeah. something. Yep. So you, um, now, you know, I want to come back to high school in a second, but then, you know, you stayed in Vegas, you ran for New Mexico Highlands. Were you running, you know, some of the same spots, you know, when you were in college as well? Um, so Coach uh, Coach DeVries, the the coach from Highlands, he he would take us out on some different, uh, you know, roads that, that I didn't run before. Like he would take us out to uh, out to Mora and then he actually took took us out a lot to Pandaree's. That's where we had our, our, our Mac race when we hosted it. But he did have 
you know, some new ones like the um, uh, Johnson's Mesa that he took us up. So there was a lot of, there's so many places to run there in Las Vegas. It was, it was fun to have that same experience that we had in high school where, you know, our coach would take us on the bus and then drop us off and have us run back and so forth. And it was similar in, in at Highlands. That's, that's awesome. I just, I always, you know, when I, when I came back, you know, between college and stuff and, and running some of the same loops and just being able to see the, that growth. I mean, you, in high school, you can see it like year to year, like, oh, okay, we're going to go do the golf course. Oh, now I, I got a PR on the golf course. And, you know, being able to see that in college, I think it was always just fun, you know, and when I was able to do that too, just see where that fitness is on these places I grew up running. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it was a little bit different in college. Um, you know, if you recall back in high school, we would typically get dropped off and then, you know, you know, go run X amount of miles, come back and meet the bus. But with Coach DeVries, he would drop us off and then he would meet us at every mile and he would be, you know, monitoring our mile splits and, you know, telling us to go faster or slow it down kind of thing. So it was a, it was very interesting to see how different the style of running it was when, you, when you're pushing those types of tempo runs and stuff like that. Yeah, there, there really is. I mean, there's a huge difference between, you know, college and high school, obviously, and, and the, I think array of athletes, you know, as well, it can make it harder to do that. But it is interesting because, you know, our coach at the time did graduate from Highlands too and ran for DeVries yeah. and, and had some of that, um, that same knowledge. So that was uh, just an interesting kind of um, retrospect, like how he managed it for the high school yeah. for us. You know, going going back to high school, you know, we it was uh, we had a pretty good little team there. Yeah. <laughs> our last couple of years. Yeah, I, I, it was. Uh, I thought we had a good a good team. I thought um, what I really liked about our team was, you know, we're we're all close. Um, you know, going into high school, basically, the you know the team that we had became my friends. So you know, all the people you basically run with them, and then you also hang out at school. But I thought we had a really good team, and I thought we worked well, um, you know, pushing each other. I know we had a couple of good big races, like at Hobbs, we won that meet, which was really fun for us. Um, but, you know, I think, um, I believe we went to state every single year. So, you know, we were a competitive team. I think our junior year, we just missed out. and But I think you, quali you qualified, I think, every year. Oh, or maybe we did qualify both junior. I think maybe it was you qualified sophomore and we qualified as a team junior and, and senior year. I can't remember exactly. Yeah, I think that's right. But yeah, it was it was a nice it was a it was a close knit team. You know, everybody pretty much got along. And I mean, you know, I tell I try to tell the kids I coach now because it's so different. You know, when you're waking up at like four or five in the morning to jump on a bus to get to a meet like yeah it's it's so different than when you're just like oh i'm just you know going to this school on the other side of town you know we got we we spent so much time together during that time it was just it was it was kind of crazy yeah yeah i mean our weekends pretty much were you know hanging out going on the trips and you know and that's pretty much you know for track and cross country so pretty much the year so that was fun yeah exactly do you, uh, you, do you talked about your first meet and you remember that being at, at Hemis. Do you have a favorite 
meat that or a favorite course that you just still kind of like i really i really liked that yeah <laughs> i think my uh sophomore year i think it was district was in saint mike's and i really liked that course that was a fun course um it was pretty challenging because i remember us having to run through like an arroyo part of the race but um that, that was a really fun one and then um the other one that comes to mind is uh capital i remember starting off on the soccer field and uh, just, I don't know how many schools there were, but it was just so many people that we had to run through this little narrow patch to get onto the trail. But that, that was a fun race as well. I, I try to explain that race to people because it, it, it like, it was insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, yeah, you started on the soccer field and then you had to go out through a gate. So you had like, I mean, there, there had to have been over 10 teams there. Yep. And then you go through a gate that can fit maybe 10 people side by side yeah. and people are running and then you turn to a trail that can maybe fit two people. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that one was designed like you had to get out faster. You were done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I, yeah, I remember, I like, I remember that one. That one was, and it was like, once you get on the trail too, like you couldn't like, it wasn't just a trail. Like there was barbed wire on one side. Mm -hmm. You had cactus on the other. Like you couldn't pass anyone for the first like two miles. Yeah. yeah and I remember we had always walked the course as a team before. And, and our coach Morgan, he told us, you know, you got to get out fast. And but, but I remember getting out pretty fast. But then, you know, that threw off my race kind of. So I was hurting throughout like yeah. the beginning. But yeah, that definitely was a, a tough course. Yeah, that one was that one was crazy. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's, I, I, you know, I think back and, and just think about some of the people that we, you know, got a chance to race against. I mean, our district was, mm -hmm. was tough. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, we had, I mean, Ben Ortega, who ended up having a good career at UNM and um, Nick Martinez, who had a good career at UNM and coached at La Cueva and, and Matt Gonzalez, I mean, who had an amazing career. Yeah at UNM and, and did some amazing stuff, you know, outside of that. I mean, the, the people that we were going up against <laughs> every week were, were tough. Yeah. Yeah. And even when we were younger, we always had, you know, Nebraska has always had strong runners like, you know, Eloy Sanchez, Roper. Um, yeah. I remember yeah. Ron Valdez from Pecos, um, you know, oh, Matt Gartz and, you know, all the guys from Los Alamos were always tough. So our district, I believe had Taos, Pauke and Los Alamos at the time. So we always had a, a tough district. Yeah. And then you throw in uh, St. Mike's. Yeah. Yeah. Like West always had a good runner or two. It was a tough, it was a tough district. Yeah. But oh man, Roper, I remember. Yeah. He was a, he was good. Yeah. He, he was always uh, intimidating too because he was a he was a very good runner and he knew it. So he was pretty cocky on the track and around the course. Yeah. <laughs> I actually remember a district meet. Um, oh, I don't know if it was my freshman. I feel like it was my freshman year, but it could have been sophomore year. And we hosted actually. Oh. So it might have been freshman year. And I took off way too fast. And so I was with the leaders. And so it was Roper leading it. And then I was on one side and there's a Los Alamos kid on the other side. 
and we were maybe half a mile in and he looks over at me he looks over at the other guy and he's like oh you guys think you can keep up with me <laughs> and takes off just i mean oh well and 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 it was uh you know you come around and you go up that hill on the on the um east side and uh um, or west side i mean uh -huh. and he just he just powered up that and just completely broke me oh, wow. i was just i was dead <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i ended up running with uh, roper at, at highlands and, and he turned out to be you know a great teammate you know we we pushed each other through the races um you know if he was ever in front of me he would always you know encourage me to go to catch up to him and run together so it was really cool to see him as a teammate opposed to a rival from high school so yeah, that's awesome. And that's, I think that's, that's what's great about, you know, running, you can always look at someone as a rival, but at the end of the day, I mean, they're doing the same things you are, right? And they're just trying to be as good as they can. And, and everybody's kind of in the same boat. And it, it kind of brings everybody together, which is awesome. Yeah. yeah. yeah and then Mario Lucero used to be a, a top contender as well. And, and I ended up running with him at Highlands as well. So that was really fun that's i forgot about him yeah from santa rosa yep that's right yeah he was uh i, I remember they ran i feel like they ran one of our district meets one time because something happened with their district oh. something weird oh. but he i mean yeah he was i always i always enjoyed racing with him because he was just you knew he was going to work hard and he was going to make you push it yeah, I remember. Awesome. Um, I wonder. I remember one year we had a like a time trial before. Um, it was kind of like a pre meet for cross, and we uh, we were running at the golf course, and you know it was just us in Santa Rosa, and um, it, it had rained, I guess, a lot that week or something, and one of the arroyos or ditches was filled with water, and basically me and Mario were running one and two, and he he got to the to the arroyo and he saw well, where do I go, and I just jumped in. And, you know, just jumped in and ran out and took off. And he just jumped in right after me and took off and passed me. But it was a really fun race that we did there at the golf course. I I remember that one. I, I, I think about that one sometimes because, yeah, the, the water had raised. And so, like, there was a little bridge that, that went across over this little ditch. And yeah. it had raised off to one side. And so, yeah, it was like I, I remember coming up on someone and they were just standing there. I'm like. I just just ran and yeah. just, like, and there's no. I mean, we got across it, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. we were just lucky because we we lived there, so we got to go home and get dry. They had to drive all the way to Santa Rosa. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was a oh man. There were some crazy, crazy courses and crazy times, and man, it was just. Uh, you know, it's it's fun to think back on this stuff because it was it it really was just just fun. Yeah, yeah, and I, I definitely feel like we were you know we were blessed as a team because uh, you know Morgan, our coach, he he always did the best that he could for us, and he took us out to California for you know the Footlocker Championships, I believe two years in a row. So you know it it, yeah. it really gave us exposure for like a lot of us had never left the state. So just you know he doing that for us was really cool of him. Yeah, I remember that. That was, uh, you know, something even even for me, like, I, I mean, I had been running longer than you had, and it was not really something that was on my radar until he brought it up and, and got us out there. And 
you know, running in this race, these big races that were just unlike anything we had experienced really here in New Mexico. It was, it was pretty amazing. Yeah. You know, so, you know, like we talked about, you ran for New Mexico Highlands. You know, what was that like? Do you remember that transition kind of going from racing the 5Ks and, and now jumping up to 8 and 10Ks? Um, I felt like, um, you know, jumping, giving, getting that little bit of extra distance um, actually benefited me more because um, I think when I first started running, I and I think this goes for any runner, you just continuously learn how to race. But when I first started running, my freshman year, I remember being so anxious and nervous that I would, you know, dart out the gates and, and, you know, take off the first 300 and then, you know, be struggling the whole race. And, um, you know, as I slowly got better at it, I started developing more of, a, I guess, you know, a strategy and getting that longer distance gave me more of an opportunity to, you know, um, strategize on picking up the pace and, you know, when to surge and those types of things. So I, I felt like it was re really uh, beneficial, especially, um, at that conference where you do a little bit further at the 10k mark is very helpful. That's cool. I, I think that it, it does definitely benefit some, some runners. And, you know, I try to tell some of them that like, yeah. if you run in college, this might actually be better for you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're, you, you can keep that pace longer than, you know, some of these other people, but yeah. it's a, it's a different thing, but it's fun yeah. for sure. Yeah, and transitioning to college, um, you know, it, it felt like we ran a lot more than we did in high school, which I think is natural. But, um, you know, it was it was way different. Coach DeVries has a, a, what he referred to as hell week, which was the first week of practice. And that one we dropped maybe, you know, 60 miles that week, which coming from just, you know, training on your own during the summer. So it was always a it was always something that was more of a warning. You better train during the summer. If not, you're going to suffer that first week of practice. So it was, it was interesting <laughs> to get that type of mileage from, you know, I, I can't be for certain, but I would say we were running maybe 25 to 30 miles a week in high school at most. And that's, you know, with the long run. So. so. Yeah. I was going to say like, that's, we were definitely kind of on the, you know, lower end, I think, of some of the other schools for sure. But we were doing a lot of speed and tempo stuff. Yeah. You know, that was one thing, you know, like you said, you came in and, and didn't really know. When did you kind of start picking up and, and doing a, a long run on, on those Sundays when we weren't meeting? Um, I think so. I think probably... When I first started in college, that's when I started meeting with uh, some of the other runners and they, they valued or they understood the value of the long run where, you know, I remember Morgan in high school, he would typically have us meet on Sundays and eh, sometimes I would go, sometimes I wouldn't, but you know, did, his long run was, I believe at least 12 or 13 miles. It was a big loop from the Plaza park, uh, down, you know, around Los Vigiles and then back, back around into town. And I didn't really understand why we needed to run so much because, you know, we're running a 5K. Why do I need to run so far? <laughs> but um, in college, that's where, you know, some of the more senior runners, they were the ones that saying, you know, you got to put in more mileage, build a strong base so you can actually, you know, it makes the race a lot quicker for you. And then you develop that uh, endurance. Right. Well, and you, you talk about that. I, I forgot about that. I do remember 
we even went out one time for the uh you know the santuario um in in uh in going from santa fe you know on, on during the walk and i remember we split it up and some of us ran the first half and some of us ran the second half and and he ran the whole thing yep. it was it was kind of crazy yeah yeah morgan was a uh, quite the runner he was yeah but it was just you know another like kind of just something a little bit different you know like yeah. you know no races nothing like that so we're going to go ahead and kind of you know do this as as our thing and you know it was definitely i mean it was like 12 or 13 miles yeah you know, I think because it was twenty something the whole way, so that was uh, that was an experience for sure. Yeah, yep. So you know, when you when you finished college, was running something that you wanted to continue right away, or or did you take a break? Um, so I took a break. I think um, I think after college, you know, it was it was always something that I've done for eight years. You know, I started and I didn't really stop all through college or up to college. So I took a break and, you know, I started lifting and doing other, you know, stuff like that, biking, mountain biking and stuff like that. But there wasn't, it's not the same as like, uh, that competitive edge in me wasn't getting satisfied. So, um, you know, but unfortunately, since I took that break, um, and lifting weights and stuff like that, then I started getting more bulky and it was harder to just to go, go back into running. But, um, I actually started up again because my friend Aaron had just ran a marathon, um, I believe that was like in 2010, and he, he was just so excited about it. He's like, you know, this is amazing. Running a marathon is such an, uh, you know, such a great feeling. So he encouraged me to run uh, one the, the next year. So we, I started training for uh, the Phoenix uh, P.F. Chang's uh, Rock and Roll Marathon, and that's how I started, you know, gradually building up my mileage. Um, it was it was quite a challenge though because I had to drop a lot of weight and then you know just building up the mileage again um, and then actually going from you know almost no running to running a marathon was was quite a challenge. That is that is kind of crazy. I I can't imagine you know going from not running for a year and then you know deciding instead of like oh, I'll do a five k like. Uh -huh. <laughs> Yeah, I'll do a marathon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I did, I did jump in a couple of, uh, you know, some of the half marathons as part of the training here in New Mexico. Um, you know, nothing to go too all out, but I would just use them as training runs and then slowly, gradually build up. But yeah, I got on a, I did some research, looked into like, um, I, I got a couple of books and there was a, a really good training plan that I found, um, Hell Hittigan, and he had like a, beginning marathon training plan and it was it wasn't too difficult because throughout the week you're running you know maybe four or five miles and then you uh your long run is what builds up to that marathon mileage so that's pretty i was going to ask you how you how you trained for it if you're if there was any resources you use so that's that's kind of cool you found that book is that you know you've done 17 16 more since then uh -huh is that you know how has that evolved your training from that first one um so i think from the first one i believe i did maybe three 20 milers in his training plan um and like i said the mileage wasn't uh you know there were like easy runs throughout the week and so forth um but when i was at my probably at my 
at my best peak or at the best shape. Um, I was running, you know, 20 milers every weekend. I was doing um, 60, 70 miles a week. Um, and a lot of it was, you know, some of them were easy miles, but I was doing some speed workouts, doing mile repeats. Um, a lot of the, a lot of the knowledge that I learned from, you know, from Morgan Montano and Coach DeVries, um, I integrated that into my training. And then I had to figure out a way to go further with the, with the long distance running part. And so I actually um, met uh, Jason Cox. He's a, I believe he's the American, uh, was it fifth? I can't remember. He, he holds a record for American distance running. Um, I think it's the 50K. And when I met him at one of the expos for one of the races, um, he gave me some really good advice about the long run. And he basically said, you know, start off your long run, um, you know, just not at an easy pace, but at a moderate pace, and then just hammer the last half. So I always took that as a way of, you know, building up your endurance and, and just pushing through because that's where, um, you know, the latter part of the marathon, that's where you people say they hit that wall kind of thing. But if you if you train in that sense, you're prepared to go, you know, all that way at the end. Well, that makes sense. And it's it is interesting. You know, that's the thing about running is that there's so many different ways yep. to do it. And, you know, you got to find what works for you. And I, and I like that idea. I think that's a great idea. You're you know, you're 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 going steady and then you kind of pick it up to to simulate like my legs are going to be dead at this point. I got to be able to push, yep. push past it because I mean, you're going to hit the wall at some point whether, yeah, <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I think, you know, I've tried different routes. Um, you know, I've talked to a bunch of, uh, you know, older seasoned runners that, um, they, they say, you know, like you really have to get past the 26 mile mark in your training. Um, so that way when you run an actual marathon, it, 26 miles doesn't seem like anything. Um, I've tried that. I got up to like a 20 mi 29 miles training run and it, it didn't really work for me. I felt more depleted, you know, the rest of the week or the, the part of the next week, my, my runs weren't as good. So I think you just got to find the balance. And I think a lot of people get caught up on, you know, how much should you run? And it should just be, you know, where are you pushing yourself? Um, and also kind of if you're expecting or if you're hoping to run a certain time in a marathon, train that amount of time and don't worry about how many miles it is. Just get out there and push pace for that, that amount of time. So your body gets used to running that amount. So like if you're planning on running a three hour marathon, the way what works for you is to go out and then run for three hours. Yeah. So your body's used to it. Yeah. And, and that makes sense. Yeah, and of course, you know, I don't uh, get out and do a uh, twenty-six miles in, in three hours for my training yeah. run, <laughs> so I'm not race pace kind of thing. But you know, yeah, it definitely helps your your mind, especially. I think one of the hardest things for me when I um, get, you know, I think we all tend to get out of shape, back into shape kind of thing. But um, the hardest part for me is the mental, uh, you know, the mental stability of just being out there and not being. You know, a lot of times it's easy to say, oh, this is too hard. I'm just going to quit. And, you know, you got to have that mental toughness. Right. I mean, you know, especially, you know, middle of summer or middle of winter when it's mm -hmm. so hot or, or so cold. I mean, you're up in you're in Santa Fe and that it can get pretty, pretty chilly there. Yeah. You know, 
especially in oh, and especially once the New Mexico winds come flying through, like <laughs> it's it's easy, you know, it's easy to just be like, ah, nope, nope, I'm gonna cut this short, or I'm yep. gonna, you know, those. It's, that mental part is so. I mean, no matter what what mileage you're racing, it is it is so important. Yeah. Yeah. And I think just even, uh, you know, being focused, being motivated on having that goal. Like, um, so I do a lot of, uh, you know, planning, like I do a lot of my, uh, my own training plans and just knowing what you're, what you're training for and having that goal helps, um, you know, overcome some of those mental blocks that we have. Cause like you said, some days it's, it's so easy just to say, well, it's a little bit too cold out there. I'm not going to run today. But, you know, if, if you realize that every run has its purpose and you, you're going after a goal, then, you know, you, you say, you know what, I'm going to make sure and get out there today and get what I need to do done. Well, you talk about your own training plans. I, I want to talk a little bit about that here in a second. But you've posted, uh, I think on Instagram, some of your, you know, you, you've got these spreadsheets of uh, just like <laughs> everything broken down in there, like. Uh-huh. The monthly mileage, the average mileage, the average pace, the average, like, <laughs> it is, I, I, I've seen it. I'm just like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got, I, I think, um, do you remember uh, when Jason Humphreys was our coach? Um, it was our, I believe it was my freshman year, is the first year running track. And he used to take us a, a piece of paper after every meet. And he would basically have all our splits, um, you know, for every lap that we had run. And it was really intriguing to me. And especially like as we got older, when we were trying to, you know, qualify for state, uh, you know, over time, um, you know, like, for example, I think in the mile, I think we had to qualify like at 434 or something around there. So having the being able to have a tactical plan to be able to qualify meant you had to, you know, break down each lap and, you know, what type of lap you're going to run, start off with, then you got to pick it up, those types of things. So, you know, learning about those types of things, um, you know, just really got me in love with the run, the data that comes with running and just knowing, you know, how and tracking how your body adjusts to certain trainings and, and certain uh, speeds and stuff like that. So, yeah, I definitely love, uh, you know, tracking all my data. Um, I, I started getting, I got a Garmin watch, I think, after college. I think, I don't think they were around when we were in college yet. But um, yeah, so then I, you know, I'm a programmer by nature for work. So, you know, I'd, I'd import the data and just, you know, analyze it, build, put it into a website. Um, and that was, again, way before Strava was around too. So, yeah, I've been capturing <laughs> data like that for a long time. Now, now you can just plug it in and every, every word tries to make it easy for you. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, it's kind of cool that you're still doing your own though. Like the, that, that's, that background is still there. I mean, like you said, you know, doing, you know, in computer sciences and stuff like that. I mean, it's, uh-huh. you already have that, that background with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It could be, Do you have- I think it could be a, one of my uh, weaknesses as well though. Cause sometimes you just gotta, you know, the data is important, but sometimes you got to take a step back and just appreciate running for what it is. And, you know, um, I think with, you know, social media and all that, sometimes we get carried away with, you know, posting, oh, look what I ran and that type of thing. And I think it could be 
Denver, uh, it could be, it could cause damage. You know, you got to make sure not overdo it. So. No, and I was going to ask you about that. If you ever, if you ever think you do too much data for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I got to talk to the kids I work with about it, you know, not all of them, but you know, they, they're looking at what, what other kids at another school are doing. And, mm -hmm. and you know, we never had to worry about that. You know, but, you know, I can, I can see like, cause it, it, like we talked about, everybody's doing different. I mean, we, we did not a lot of miles, but we were definitely doing a, a pretty good amount of speed, yeah. you know, but if we were looking at somebody else's workouts and looking at their mileage, we would have probably felt like, oh man, we're, we're not doing enough. I don't know, different times, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Running has evolved a lot, but you know, I, I really just loved, you know, when we, would go run together. It wasn't, uh, you know, we wouldn't think about, you know, analyzing everything. It was just, you know, go out there, enjoy running. And, you know, that, that I think that's what made us enjoy it as a team. And then, you know, of course the competitiveness. Oh yeah, definitely. So, you know, obviously, like you said, you, you, you've learned a lot, you know, through all these marathons and, and, you know, I mean, obviously you've done other races in between them and everything, but, do you feel like the marathon's your favorite distance? Um, I, I think the half marathon is probably my favorite distance just because it's not um, it, it it's challenging and it you know it give it has a balance of distance and speed so you can get some you know a good set of fast miles in there good average paces um, and but I guess my the reason it's my favorite is because it doesn't have such an impact on your body afterwards so you, you know you could just jump back into another race where a marathon it takes it takes months and months of training and then you know afterwards you're you, you need a, a break mentally and physically but um, there's nothing like a marathon it's such a challenge especially to you know go out there and, and try to PR and you know continue to to bring down your time yeah absolutely you know obviously a lot of us didn't get to run anything in the last year yeah uh yeah, what was your last marathon? Uh, my last marathon was, I believe it was in El Paso. Um, that was the year, so it was last, I guess, two years ago when COVID first came out. So right before March. Oh, so you got one right before everything yeah. <laughs> got shut down. Yeah. <laughs> Which was one of the lucky ones. Yeah, and it was, it was, it was, it helped me a lot because that race actually helped me get into Boston for this year. So that qualifier helped. Oh, awesome. Are you doing, are you going to the live? Yeah, I'll be there in person. Yeah, it'll be, I'll be there in October 11th. So it should be exciting. That's awesome. Yeah. That's coming up soon. Yep. Are you, uh, is this the first time you've done Boston? Uh, no, this will be my fourth Boston. Yeah. What do you think of the course? It, to tell you the truth, I'm still trying to figure out how to train for that course because that course <laughs> is very, very uh, challenging. Most people will tell you that, you know, it's a lot of uphill, but the first, I would say probably seven, eight miles is pretty much at a steady decline. So every year that I've run it, my uh, hamstrings and my quads just blow out. They, they get burnt out and my lower back. And then, you know, once you hit, you know, mile 20 towards Heartbreak Hill, um, you know, we run up in the mountains. So that hill's not that it is a hill, but it's not as challenging as it is to others. But um, yeah, definitely I need to figure out how to 
train for that race because I, I haven't been I haven't been able to put together a perfect race there yet. So that that first few miles of downhill just trash your legs for the rest of it. Yeah, and it, it's it's a it's you know I've I've gone the second time like and I'm thinking okay well I won't go out too hard, but that doesn't work because everybody is just fired up and you know you're just flying <laughs> with everybody else. So it's it's quite a it's quite of an experience. Yep. It, it's always interesting, you know, thinking about like different courses and how they're going to be and everything. And I, I, I even I heard someone talking about this, about the um, the Olympic trials course out in uh, Atlanta. And they, they talked a lot. You know, it wasn't so much the hills. Uh -huh. It was the downhills that were that were killing people. Oh. Yeah. You know, that that going up, I mean, you, you train for the going up. It's that, you know, that constant downhill afterward that was just, like you said, I mean, just taking out their 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 legs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's that's a uh, that's good insight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a favorite marathon course that you've done out of I mean, so you've done 17. So, I mean, obviously, you already said you've done Boston a few times. Uh -huh. Um. um... I don't know if I have a favorite course. I think I probably have a favorite race, which was uh, Chicago. Um, and that one, I think that was probably my favorite race just because that was, you know, that's the best shape that I've ever been in. And it's just, um, it was, it was very, uh, I was surrounded by a, a bunch of top competitors. Um, so I was kind of at the tail end of the uh, elite women. So, you know, I was in the 230, 240 range. And so just running at that pace with those individuals was, was, it, it was the closest I'm going to get to flying. Cause man, it just felt like you're just constantly just having, you know, good turnover and you're just, um, you're just moving, knocking out miles. And, and that race went by so fast. Like if anybody tells you 26 miles is long, that race was over quick. It was, it was fun. That's awesome. You know, it kind of makes me think I actually just had a conversation with a coworker and she's talking about wanting to get back into running and you know she said something very similar to what you said she's like i just remember when i was a kid and just running and just i felt like i was flying uh -huh. you know and it just fell in she's like it made me happy i want to get back to that to that point and it's amazing when you get to actually have that feeling when you're running because not obviously not every run feels like that yeah yeah, and and not every race feels like that. So that's amazing that you had a race like that where you just it was clicking and and you just you felt great. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, and I think you know for most people, if you put in the time and, and you know the work, you can have those type of races. Um, you know, of course, you have to with a marathon, so much can happen. So you you want to be careful not to you know start off too fast or you know start off too slow. Those types of things, but. You know, if, if you get your race, your game plan down and you stick to your plan, and of course, if you're in good shape, you're, you're going to enjoy yourself. Um, you know, a lot of people don't put in the work and then they go out and jump in a marathon and they're miserable. But, you know, it, 26 miles is is a challenge. But if you put in the work, I, I believe it's a, something that your body can 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 be trained to to be able to handle. That's great. And you know, one of the things I've noticed on your Strava, you know, talking about that is it really does seem like you, you really try to keep your easy days easy, mm -hmm. you know, to make sure that you're working hard 
on on those other days. Is that something that took a while to kind of learn, or or is that something you feel like you've always been good at? Um, no, it, it took a it took a lot of years, and I think it it really came down to uh, you know just um, you know being more mature with running. Um, you know, a lot of people. And when we're talking my easy runs, those runs are sometimes even at 930 pace. Um, and so some people think, oh, that's way too slow for even run type of thing. But I think every every run, every mile has its purpose. And, you know, some of the easy runs are just to get your body, you know, loosed up, get your get turnover. And then, you know, when you do have hard workouts, then that's when you want to put that effort in. Um, and, you know, I, I see a lot of people that, um, you know, they, they feel like you have to run at least 7:30 pace every single day or you're not getting benefit and i think at one point i was at that you know that stage but you know gradually i feel like um when it was time to do my long runs then i felt exhausted and it's like okay well i'm not able to you know push pace um training for a marathon you want to be you know probably 30 45 seconds slower than what race pace is you know that second part of the long run that i was talking about and if you, if you push too much during the week, then you don't have that energy or your body's, um, you know, just hurting. So, so it's, it's taking time, but like I said, I think it's more of just going, thinking about how your body feels and, you know, listening to your body opposed to being so concerned with pace. No, I, I think that's great. Like I said, like we talked about with Strava, you know, it's just finding what works for you and what works for your body and, and understanding sometimes too, like as we age, sometimes that's going to change too. Yeah. You know, you're going to need more rest and more recovery, you know, after a hard workout. Yeah. Yeah. And I was actually talking to my wife about that the other day. I was telling her, you know, it's something with running. There's never, uh, you never have the answers because as you get older, your body changes. So you need to, you need to adapt. You need to adjust your training. You need to adjust your mindset of how do you, um, you know, how do you, how do you work when, you know, now it, I would say it takes me two days, two to three days to recover from a long run that when I really push it. So, you know, those Monday, Tuesday days, I have to go slower where before I could recover a lot sooner. So, Right. Um, but there's so many more <laughs> tools we can use to help us recover now than there were, yeah. you know, back when we were in high school, you know, all these massage guns and yeah. I mean, even the shoes, even having the shoes that are so much more cushioned now than um you know even 15 years ago you know yep yeah 15 years ago i don't think i ever i think the most we would do is stretch i didn't know anything about foam rolling you know any of that type of stuff so definitely has been helpful yeah <laughs> do you um you know we, we talked about kind of our high school time and and then your your time in college and you know those are times when it's it's amazing because you're running with a team and you've got you know, like you talked about, you got people to push you, you've got people to talk to, you know, that it makes those long runs fly when you, you've got someone who's just like chatting with you the whole time. Uh, you know, what do your, what do your runs look like now? Are you, you know, do you have people you're running with? Are you putting a lot of these on your own? Um, what's that look like? Um, so the vast majority of my runs are, are by myself. Um, you know, typically I do have a busy schedule. So during the week I, you know, I squeeze in a run when I can for lunch. It's it's somewhat difficult to do it in the morning because I have to be you know be up in Los Almost for work. So, uh, yeah, I usually squeeze them in for lunch, which tend 
uh, you know, schedules don't align. There are, you know, there are some runners up in Los Almos, but so I typically just run alone. And then um, my long runs, uh, once in a while, I'll meet up with some old uh, college buddies to run. But those are, seems like they're getting far from none at this point. You know, everybody's busy <laughs> and, you know, they have their own schedules and stuff like that. That's, it's, it's hard. It's, um, you know, as we, as we move away, like I, like I said, from that, yep. that team, you know, specific time and, you know, busy and kids and this and that. And it's like, yeah, it, it can be hard to, you know, get out that time for like, oh, I'm going to go meet this person and I'll be gone for, you know, three hours between drive time and yeah. <laughs> getting out and, and all that. Like, it's like, it becomes a huge commitment. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I have one friend that he, he still runs and, you know, he's, he's always asking me to meet him, but he lives up in a White Rock. So on the weekend, I'm already, you know, I don't want to be going back up to Los Almost for the weekend. But so it is difficult to find, you know, schedules that, that work and stuff. But, but yeah, that, that's one thing that I definitely miss from, you know, the reason why I think I fell in love with running was that, you know, that friendships that we built in high school and in college. Um, and then just, you know, every day being able to train with someone, talk with people as you're running, um, you know, and then to not being able to have that. That's one thing that I do miss a lot. Yeah. I think, uh, things, <laughs> I mean, I think that's why there's so many running groups here, like in, in Albuquerque, especially, I mean, you think people, they, they want to gravitate towards that, Yeah, you know, and it's, it's, um, when you get a chance to, to be a part, it, it can be amazing, but it's hard, like you said, just to, to, to eke out that time of, mm -hmm. well, can I make it? How long is it going to, you know, how much of a time commitment, even, you know, if it's just a, you know, a five mile run, it's still the, the, the drive time, the stretching, the warm up, you know, all those little things that go into it. Yeah. So do you have a, a specific goal for Boston this year or are you kind of just, going to celebrate being able to uh, <laughs> have a race again <laughs> a, a little bit of both um so I, I i would like to just uh break three this year um i think so when covid first started um you know I, I had an extra two hours of commute time since i was working remote and then you know i just i was just excited to you know have the opportunity to be able to run more so i was you know, knocking out a lot, a lot of miles. I was, I think I ran four months averaging about 80 miles a week. And, um, basically I ended up pulling my, uh, my hamstring. So it's taken me almost a year to, to recover. And so my training hasn't been as, you know, as I'd like for, for a big race like Boston, but, um, I'm hoping to just, you know, go have fun, enjoy it, you know, get back into the, to the racing. Um, I'm a little nervous just because it's been over a year and a half that I've actually, raced so it is going to be you know you, you get out of that mindset of you know it's going to be uh it's going to be exciting though I, I i i feel you on that like my my last race was in uh july of 2019 okay and i did it i did a 10k i'd actually that summer wanted to do the fiesta 10k but you know there was that one got canceled and yeah 2019 was not good for me because <laughs> i wanted to do the fiesta run that got canceled uh -huh. so i did this other 10k which went all right and then my next race was uh a turkey trot 
Okay. Uh, but that's when we got a bad snowstorm and ice, so it got canceled. And then the next one I had on was one of the first races to get canceled for COVID. Okay. And in 2020. And so um, I'm going to be racing. Actually, the, the, the day that this comes out, I'll be doing the, the Loveless Half Marathon. And okay. I have no idea how that's going to go. <laughs> I'm sure you'll do good. But it'll have a game plan and go after it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it'll it'll be fun. Was it was it hard, you know, mentally? Like like you talked about, you you were excited to have this extra time running, and then you end up kind of you know getting hurt. Was that mentally? Was that tough? Um, it was, and and I think the tough part was was I, I didn't want to. You know, I, I didn't want to sacrifice all the training that I had put in. And I felt like, well, if I taper off. So my first my first attempt of getting better was I'll, I'll just taper down. I won't run as much. And so I did that probably for a good, you know, three, four months. And I still had that pain. So um, so then I basically said, okay, well, what I need to do is maybe I need to start lifting. Maybe I need to strengthen my, you know, my hamstring muscles and stuff like that. And, you know, I did that for a couple of months. It, it felt like it was getting better. And then I basically increased my mileage again and the pain came back. So, um, you know, it just took a lot of, um, you know, thinking about how to get better. And then, uh, finally it was just, you know, maybe I need to rest. So I took off, I think maybe about a month and, you know, just no running, just try to let it heal. And then slowly, um, you know, of course I lost a lot of my fitness. So then I gradually started building up some of the mileage again, just, you know, small, you know, two, three mile runs here and there. And it's, it's finally at the point where I feel like it's, 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 it's not hundred percent better, but it's able to where I could start, uh, you know, picking up mileage and going a little bit harder. How hard, I mean, you, you talk about it, like no, no runner wants to lose that fitness, right? Yeah. So I'm just, I'll just cut back a little bit or I'll just do, you know, and then, you know, how, after dealing with it, obviously, like you said, you dealt with it for a while before you decided, okay, I, I just need to take time off. Like, uh -huh. you know, how hard was that decision? Again, like it took you that many months to come to that. <laughs> yeah, it, it was hard. I mean, I think, you know, I, so for me, it's, it was hard because I don't like to, uh, you know, running is part of my weekly routine. So, you know, I typically only want to take one day off a week and to not run is, 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 is hurt. It, it hurts to not run. It's kind of, you know, it's, it's a challenge to not have to go do it. So, um, but I knew it was for the, I knew I had to make that decision just to give it a shot to try to see if it would get better. But, um, and I knew I was going to lose, you know, some of that physical, uh, fitness that I had, but I think more mentally, it was just like not being able to run. And, um, I, I feel like that was the right decision because if I kept pushing it, then, you know, not being able to run would have turned into a serious injury where I would actually not be able to do it. And that makes sense. But like you said, like, it, I, I feel you, you know, it's such a hard thing to come to and have to like, all right, this is, <laughs> I don't like what this is going to do, but this is, you know, what's best. And, it's hard, you know, I think, you know, a lot of runners just wrap, you know, everything in their running, right? It's, it's what we decompress with. It's how we, you know, 
manage our day it's how we it's stress relief it's it's uh, alone time it's so many things and to then well now you don't get that yeah it can be a, a little rough <laughs> yeah yeah and I, I mean i i try to you know bike and you know go for hikes and I, I would even go for walks and stuff but you know there's i think when you've been running for so long there's nothing that could replace it it's just something that you love so much that you know it's something that it definitely feels like something's missing yeah at least, you know, like you said, I mean, they're in Santa Fe working in Los Alamos. There's no shortage of great places to hike, at least, though. Yeah. Yep. You know, I'm excited that that you're feeling, you know, good enough to to participate and, and do Boston and, and get out there. Uh, you know, I'm glad to be able to catch up with you. Like, yeah. this is, you know, like I said, we went to high school together for people listening. And, I mean, we really... We haven't talked in a long time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's been really good to catch up with you as well. Uh, so it, it's, yeah, and just talk about man, some of those old times, some of those work. I still remember some of those workouts and and things like, oh, man, I, going along the, the river walk and doing, uh-huh. like, intervals by west along the, you know, jumping between on the... Uh, the bridges yep you know running along that like oh man that was a that was a crazy one that one i still that one hurt <laughs> yeah yeah one of my favorite memories was uh I, it wasn't victory hill it was some other hill kind of out by los vigiles and uh morgan took us out there and he he picked up a handful of rocks and he said okay you're gonna run as many you're gonna run as many hills as i do have as many rocks as i have in my hand and it was just so mentally like because you didn't you know i think part of me wanted to like hold back because you don't know how many you still have to do but you know it, that was one of my fun memories with morgan he's, he was such a character sometimes but. i i forgot about that one yeah that one was oh man yeah because you had you had no idea you had no idea how many he picked up yeah and i i, I swear when we were running up he picked up some more rocks at some <laughs> point i feel like we did that forever yeah <laughs> Yeah, that 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 workout was tough. I just remember hurting and just like wanting it to be over. And it was like, well, I don't know how many more I have to do. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah I think, that was. Uh... Yeah, I remember us having some really solid track workouts too. That you know, it was always a blessing that you know Morgan would would run with us as well. So you know, that's something that's really cool about you as a coach as well that you run with your athletes. And you know, I think you know athletes should appreciate that because you know that's something that shows that the coaches really do love what they're doing yeah i, I mean i i i love it and it would i mean it definitely is a, re, a respect factor when you can do you know what you're asking the athletes to do yeah and you know at a, at a certain point i'll i'll be too old to do that but now <laughs> yeah <laughs> if i can you know i mean even now like I mean, you know, being able to pace them through some through some different stuff, it's 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 fun. Yeah. And it's fun to know that like my body can still do that. Yeah. Yep. So again, thanks again. This was this was a lot of fun. Yeah. Catching up and talking and you know, I'll talk to you afterward about, you know, any of our old teammates that you've run into. Okay. And uh uh you know is there anything you listen to to kind of get you up and going or, you know, on those middle of the day runs in Los Alamos? Uh, 
you know, is there anything, any music that gets you motivated? Um, I, I don't really tend to listen to too much music when I run, but, um, you know, I, I think, you know, the music we grew up with or like even a lot of the, you know, 80s rock or, you know, those types of things, those, um, yeah, I, I, I'm sure you remember uh, our friend, uh, our co, um, Sean Gallegos, he used to run and he would always be oh. playing Rocky on the boom box there. So, you know, those types of things always bring back good memories. So, yeah, I, I still have a lot of that old school type of uh, workout type of music on my on my iPods and stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. Sean, I, I, I ran into him a few years ago, uh-huh. uh, ran into his brother, too. Uh, yeah, that's that's yeah, oh, man. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But that's that that's that boxer mentality too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I do like oh. to listen to some audiobooks uh sometimes on, on my long runs as well, but um those sometimes I have to, you know, once I start going then I zone out what I'm listening to. So but I, I'm the same way, like I'll put something on and I'm like what was I listening to? Because I my mind just went anyway, you know. Yeah. So, um, and well, thanks again for joining me. This is this this really was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to add before I let you go? Uh, no, I think I think this has been a lot of fun, and you know I hope uh, you know everybody out there that's running just keep on having a keep pushing yourself, keep having goals, and you know just do whatever it takes to keep doing it. Cause it's something that, you know, I think running is a gift, you know, it's such a blessing. Um, you know, everybody can run, but not everybody is willing to run. So, you know, for us that we keep doing it, you know, I think it's, it's such a blessing. So. I'd once again, like to thank my guest for their time. And thank you for tuning in. If you have the opportunity, please rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Or just help spread the word. Music was provided by Philip Friedman. You can follow him on SoundCloud at DJ Teach. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at RunningNM. Feel free to drop me a line or shoot me an email at RunningNewMexico at gmail.com if you have any questions or know of someone who should be interviewed. In the meantime, keep running, New Mexico.